Hey, welcome to the Happy Rant Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends and my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Yoda Man, Ron Martin. I feel Pipe like Ron's Yoda game has taken, it's gone to even greater heights in the last couple of weeks in that a, a new thing has happened. And I don't know if you get this too, Pipe. Uh, I have people now who will screenshot me some of Ron's Yoda work and text it to me and ask me to interpret for him. Like, what the, what the, what the blank is this? And uh, and I just kind of via text, just kind of shrug, and I'm I'm just like, that's Ron doing Ron stuff. Baby, I didn't but, know I was becoming that obscure. I thought I was hoping who can, who can know the mind of Ron. You know, I mean, it's always like pastors dot 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 something about how it's okay if your sermon sucks something about like humility and i'm like i don't know it's above my pay grade but that's ron doing ron stuff you know uh we need to do the same thing for you and be like professors it's okay if your lecture sucks or something yeah i should get into the professor yoda game yeah you need you need an academic boost just like pastors need a ministry boost i do i feel like there's a that might be my 2020 thing, boys. Maybe maybe I get on Twitter and I become Professor Yoda. Um, I like it. I See, I don't get the sc- I don't get the screenshots because since I'm on Twitter, I just get like tagged in the replies. So yeah. people just reply to it or retweet it, and they just tag me in it so that it fills up my Twitter. Yeah, feed, right, man. Which I already saw it in the first place because I follow Ron yeah. and generally find him a very enjoyable follow. So I get to see them all twice. Fair. Ron, I feel like this was a good. I feel like this was a good Christmas season for you, like business wise. Was it? I feel like you finally you finally got traction on the whole like I'm gonna be like public Christmas man thing. Like didn't didn't you do some podcast appearances with like at Jared C about Christmas? I feel this was a good business Christmas. It really was. Yeah, it kind of I, I yeah. think it's I think what it's doing, it's it's stamping my identity as the you know, the uh the reformed Christmas guy. So yeah, I did a little uh yeah. did a little Christmas right. Day podcast with Jared C about all things Christmas, oh. wrote some Christmas articles that got out there on For the Church and uh, some other things. And that was great. He's, wow, he's, what a dream come true! Jared, Jared C is sort of surprisingly festive. Oh, he's isn't a he? like he has sort of a yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he has sort of a curmudgeonly demeanor occasionally online. You know, when he likes to publicly chastise people and things, but he he gets all warm and fuzzy about Christmas. Yeah, he's super he? warm and fuzzy, and his wife is kind of up there and on par with me in terms of like her love and devotion to Christmas. So there's. There's definitely some like there's some tie-ins there for sure. Wow, man, that's exciting. Now, how does it feel to be, you know, to have the die cast as like reformed Christmas man? This is what you've always wanted. Now, what's what's the next step? How do you parlay this into like, I don't know, even even bigger and better things? Yeah, I think so. Next, where's step the next is, move? Uh, next move right now is uh, a proposal for uh, just an Advent book for teens and adults that I'm, I'm working on now. Didn't you just already do that? Or? That was for kids. And, oh, okay. um, but I have, it's an illustrated advent book for teens and adults that I'm working on. Wow. So, yeah, there we go. There so we there you go. go. That's, that's the next, uh, well, that's one of the next steps. You know, there's many yeah, next filled, steps, big T many next steps filled with excitement and 20 <laughs> making moves. Ron's making, oh, they're moves. big. They're big. Oh, they're, they're huge. huge. Making Making money moves, not to so quote. Ron, Ron is going to make 2020 the year of Christmas or the year of Ronnie Christmas the year of, guy. Or like, the year of monetizing Christmas pipe, just like. Well, I mean, I think there's an, ex, there's an expectation. Just like Walmart did. There's an expectation exactly. going into Christmas now that I, you know, that I keep building on. But 
Boys, I have other idea. It's not just Christmas. I mean, I want to, you know, I want to expand my horizons a little bit. Too. Baby, tell us all about them. <laughs> Bated breath is what we're waiting with over here. Me and Piper in our studios. I don't know. I don't, what, do you, what do you got? What are you looking at? I don't know. I don't feel at freedom to, to talk about it yet because they're not all sussed out. So, you know. Oh, we're being coy now. We're just going to tease it and then and then pull back. I'm waiting for them to get into sort of like prototype mode. I'm, I'm waiting to see if I can get traction on them before I like make the announcement. Wow. You know? Because I feel like now, what I've done with my Christmas novels that keep getting rejected is I keep pre-hyping mm-hmm. everybody. And I don't want to keep pre-hyping everybody. No, I don't want you pre-hyping. But uh, can, can you I've, – I've got two follow-up questions. Can you give us a hint as to like what – What's the nature of these big ideas? Like, what what kind of products could we be looking at? Yeah, I think so. I think we're looking at some some books, some writing, uh, you know, around the 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 idea of what it's like to uh, pastor in in a rural church and what um, what it's like to pastor with a uh, with a wife. So the, <laughs> that's good. Now now. Could you make rural? Wait, you're, did you say your wife is a pastor? No, I said what it's like to pastor with a wife. Right, that could, right. Like have that a wife while you're pastor. Don't try, I'm just trying try to figure to out if up, we need I, to like tell you to go home. Yeah, don't try to set me up like that, man. You know. Dude, Ron doesn't want to go home. That's the last place in the world he wants to go. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that would be banishment of the worst kind, Piper. Um, now, oh, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, you did because Pipe just tried to just derail me. Dude, no. Okay, so it's books. It's uh, it's it's books. And what's your what scale of one to ten? Ten being the most, one being the least. Like, what's your level of excitement? Because I don't I don't really get excited about new ideas anymore. And that's that's my stuff. That's my problem. But uh, like, where are you at excitement wise? Yeah, like no, in your twenties. Yeah, in your twenties, it would have been like an eight or a nine or a ten. But what is it? What is it now? Well, no, I get that. And T, it's funny you say that because I think over the last couple of years, I've been in like in a wilderness of non-excitement. Maybe that's where you're at now. Yes, but, but I feel like play, yeah, totally. And I think, man, coming into the end of 2019, I kind of re. It's like that's been rekindled. So I'm actually really excited about a couple of these projects. Really? How yeah. did that happen, man? How, I don't. How did it work that it got rekindled? I don't. I don't was know. It the I, Christmas man thing popping. Fun? It wasn't, man. It was. I mean, to go a little deeper, it was. It was yeah. having. Go such ahead. a brutal end of 2019 year in ministry yeah. and some things that kind of you know un- got on you know unwound in my life and yeah, it yeah. kind of it kind of it kind of created space for pursuing some of these things I just haven't had the margin to do the last couple of years so it just yeah, kind of yeah. I don't know it just kind of reinvigorated me and now I feel pretty hyped I feel pretty excited yeah, that's good. Wow. and uh, glad that can happen yeah, I'm glad absolutely. to hear that it that it can happen I think uh, it'll happen to you too T I think I think you'll come I hope, back dude I think I you'll, hope. Re-emerge. I you'll reemerge you'll reemerge. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's all like misery and despair for me. It's just like I'm, I'm not excited about writing a book. You know what I mean? Like, um, some something different, maybe. Well, uh, and you know, to be honest, I've only ever been excited about writing half a book, which is why I like co-authors. So, yeah, I get know. it, dude. Yeah, I get uh, yeah. it. I definitely get it. <laughs> I yeah, I'm working on my fourth right now, and I'm only excited about writing half a book. But that's because I'm halfway through and would really like. Yeah, to and write that's the thing, pipe. Pipe. Yeah, you get to that point, and I just like being done. After I feel that way, and if you have a co-author, yeah. you can be. It's awesome. No, no, it's yeah, cool. it's I. It, and honestly, there's probably a lot of books that would be better if the author had only been excited for half and then quit. <laughs> but, uh, dude, hope, hopefully not mine or yours. There are a lot of 200 page books out there that should have been 94 pages. But uh, and by that you mean almost all of them. By that I mean almost all of them. Um, twenty twenty boys, new new decade, new year. Um, T, tell us how uh, tell us how you're feeling about twenty twenty. I mean, is there anything on the horizon that kind of is getting you up in the morning and making you feel like this is like like fresh start territory for Big T? No, 
Absolutely not. Um, no, I mean, it, it, it feels... Moving on. Okay, Pipe. Um... Yeah, no, I mean, it, like, my, my question is, what is what is that supposed to be? Mm. Like, when you, when, you, when you have the job that you want mm. and you, like, kind of have done all the writing you want, like, for us, I don't know, and, and we're all writers, so we, we can all kind of have this conversation, like, but no, there's, there's nothing. And, and, like, in fact... The whole sort of manufactured um, excitement for a new year, like so. My wife, I don't know. At the risk of offending people, I need to, I need to be coy about how I do this. But she used to back back up north for a for a year, maybe a year, year and a half. I don't know. She worked in the marketing department of this this company that sold like medical widgets. I don't know. But um, she's still on like the group chat with some of these people, and they're all real like kind of businessy and leadershipy. And it was a big, it was a big sort of pseudo Christian Andy Stanley kind of company, and um, wow. and they did this thing where they were like, <laughs> you know, give us your three words that are going to define 2020. You know, just three single words, and and you know the the, the group chat. It was all like you know vision and and valley and you know all this kind of faux deep you know pseudo whatever stuff and i i, I was like i don't know my minor like don't get fatter uh <laughs> yeah time time marches time on. marches on i don't know the same stuff those are those dude are all that's words, valid but it's valid yeah it's valid i don't know i, I just keep on ticking i think yeah. for me it's like i'm doing all the same stuff right and most of it i like like i like teaching I like writing. I'm playing semi-pro football. I like doing that. Don't get hurt would be my three words on on that one. But like, I don't know. I'm still coaching. No more can no more. (laughs) It's all stuff I like, and by God's grace, I'll be able to keep doing it. And by God's grace, maybe you know he'll be glorified through me and in some of it. I hope. But but yeah, in in a very real sense, there's no there's no kind of like I'm springing out of bed filled with false excitement for 2020 like culturally i feel like we're just kind of getting worse i mean there's there's not a lot to be super pumped about there i don't, I don't feel like our discourse is getting any better as a as a nation um i don't know so I, I i don't know what like positive people do with a new year but i would like to do some of it you know what i mean I, I'd, I'd like to i'd like to talk myself into feeling super pumped about 2020 but Pipe, what do you what do you make about of all this, and and what's your kind of technique with it? I mean, it's a different sort of New Year for me, just because the, the previous several New Years were. I mean, it was like rough year, and hoping that the next year would be better. Yeah. And then the last year has actually been a really good year, and just in terms of you know switching jobs and writing projects and relational. Uh, being in a good relationship and just kind of all these things. And so I'm looking at 2020, and I'm like, I honestly, don't really know. Yeah. I feel like, feel like things are good, kind of like you, where it's I, I don't have anything that's sort of a um, I'm gonna like wrestle this thing down and accomplish yeah. it. I don't really care about accomplishments. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Is like I I've seen all over social media. They're like, what are five things you've accomplished this last year? I'm like, that just stresses me out. Yeah. Because that to, to think because cause then you just sort of look ahead and you're like, but what if I don't accomplish five more things or five better things or whatever? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of in the same place as you where things are good in the sense of, of you know, career, ministry, writing, mm-hmm. relationship, just kind of everything. And so it's like, well, I hope I hope I just handle all this well and I'm, and I'm grateful for it. I mean, I have 
multiple things lined up to release this year publishing, but the work is already done for most of them. Yeah. It's just sort of the, the time frame. So I'm kind of like just waiting on those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't get excited about much either, though. Yeah. Like, just in terms of, I know, shocking to everybody, but not really an enthusiast because to me that 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 feels very manic and exhausting yeah. and then if things don't pan out you just sort of plummet to the depths yeah. whereas if you're just sort of like yeah i think it'll be good then if it's good you're satisfied and if it's not good you're like well what wasn't so you guys are saying manage too, but, your expectations is what i'm hearing well dude no i i used to get super excited um and i and i don't so much anymore and i, I don't know if that's a function of age or it's a function of just like getting excited a whole bunch of times and then having it not really live up to the excitement. So you stop going back to that. Well, but can I, can I tell you boys something I'm really proud of from the end of 2019? Uh, Fire yeah. Away. Fire, Fire away. away. It's all you okay. So my, my lady is an extrovert, man. She is a, uh, she is a seven on the Enneagram. She's super extroverted. She loves having fun. She loves big parties. And, uh, I, I like parties too. Um, I, I like them a little bit smaller probably, um, and I'm a little more selective, but, um, b- because she loves this, this big party thing, we, um, we decided to throw a big new year's party at our house wow. and allow all the, all of the people we invited to bring their kids, which fills me personally with just despair and anxiety because the idea of like 30 kids just like charging around my house just makes me want to go rock Big in a T, corner. Are you saying in a, in a 30 kids room. up until midnight too? So tired. 30 kids up until midnight. Oh the God. whole what, deal. What baby. age range on these kids? Are these like toddlers Dude, or like no, seven year olds or 18? But, uh, but yeah, they're, they're on the older side now, which is great. So probably half of them were junior high, high school. And then, you know, a few kind of upper grade school. We didn't have any like, you know, little slobbering kids running around like, uh, you know, pulling books off of shelves or any, any of that nightmare. But, um, but yeah, it, it was one of those things where it's like, and it's, it's funny, all my, all of our friends know that I really don't like kids. And, um, so they were all really good natured about it, but I'm, I'm happy to report it was, it was better than I expected. I had a, I had a really great time. Um, and I, I feel like that was a, <laughs> that was a little step out. Uh, for growth, Big T in T. terms, it's called growth. It, well, it's called like getting me just up to a baseline of like what a normal person feels. I think because <laughs> a, yeah, a, a social baseline. yeah, like most normal healthy people don't hate kids like I do. But uh, but no, man, it was it was it was really good. It was really fun. So I'm glad we did it. So uh, I don't know. Maybe that's so can, maybe that's a good a good move going into big. 2020. That's big. Yeah, huge. You know? Yeah, that's that's strong. Just yeah, do it like one more time this year. Yeah. You no, know, don't don't set the bar too high. Be like, okay, so if you did New Year's, maybe you can do it like Fourth of July. Exactly. And then they're mostly outside too. Yep. So if things get broken, like, well, it's like yeah, it's, yeah, it's like those weird things where like you go. Sometimes you go into things and you're dreading them to the degree that without knowing it, you like prepare yourself in the dread to expect the worst. And then it ends up not even living up to what could have been the worst. And that sounds yeah. like what happened. So you're like, you're like surprised that it was like, but that it wasn't as bad as you thought it was because man, you thought it was so bad that maybe it couldn't yeah. have even possibly been that bad, you know? And yeah, that's, totally. That's and, great. And you know, I'll say this too, man, and, and not to take it to too sentimental a level, but it was one of those moments where I realized, man, really thankful for my church, really thankful for the, the friends that the Lord has allowed us to have even thankful for my kids, weirdo, you know, classical school, because, uh, they've, they've made a lot of good friends there. A lot of whom were at the party. And, um, and yeah, I, I think the great thing about being 
a Christian is that these New Year's Eve parties, they aren't filled with sort of false expectation, right? And in, in many ways, it wasn't a New Year's Eve party at all in that that party could have happened on like a Thursday in October and it would have been the same deal, right? It's just a whole bunch of people yeah. who really enjoy each other, enjoying each other um, and talking and laughing and, and just doing what we normally do rather than some contrived kind of 2020 is going to be awesome kind of thing. Um, it was good. A lot of that comes, a lot of that comes with just sort of, you reach a point in life where a party is not a, it's not a, like, you don't have to level up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, totally. it, used, it used to be like a new year's party was like, we got to finish this year with a bang. And yeah. now it's like, congratulations guys. We finished the year. Mm-hmm. We did it. So yeah, it's just sort of en- enjoying friends and having good food and drinks and company and staying up an hour or two later than you normally would. <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> and then and then you it's sort of fun to be like happy new year on your way out the door because you know because the the clock rolled over but the, yeah there's no sort of a we have to we have to define the year or define the next year by how we do this celebration totally and I'll, I'll tell you what's cool about getting older is that i think you do have a much clearer sense of what you enjoy and you know you're able to like pull those things together in a much more efficient way whereas i feel like your 20s is just you're casting about trying a whole bunch of different things, trying to figure out what you enjoy. Um, yeah, at like 26, you would have thrown like a toga party or something. Oh, dude, yeah. You would have done something insane, you know, stupid thing. But um, but yeah, it's good, man. It's uh, it's really good. But uh, something that, that is going to change in 2020, I think, boys, is um, the future of the magazine Christianity Today. And over the span of like two weeks, they were involved in a couple of controversies. Uh, big mic drop by uh, by by Mark Mark Galley. That's his name, right? The the guy was the big yep kind of the big head haunch at at CT over the years. And um, I've worked for Mark a little bit. Like I've I've done some writing for CT, and you guys probably have too over the years. And CT, like during my childhood and my young adulthood, was definitely like the magazine of record for quote unquote evangelicals, whatever we're calling evangelicals. And uh, back when magazines were a thing, it was a magazine that you would see lying around the house of, you know, various Christian older people who you went to visit. And uh, it kind of mattered. And I want to hear from you guys first before we get into like the specifics of of the CT stuff. Does it still matter? And if so, who does it matter to and how much does it matter? Um, Ronald, man of the cloth, uh, new subscriber to CT. Lay, lay it yeah. on us. What do you think? Yeah, I'm a new subscriber. Um, yeah, I, man, congrats, baby. Gosh, That's I don't know. I man, I I love magazines. So if I could, yeah. if I could get back all the money that I've spent on magazines, imported magazines, su- you know, super expensive imported music magazines, just you know, United, you know, magazines of all shapes and sizes, uh, mainly you know, music magazines of different varieties and types. I mean, I love, yeah. I love magazines. So this is the first. Now, mag- what do you love about magazines? I want to I want to lean into that because I, I kind of dig magazines too. So let's let's suss that. Well, because a magazine is something you can um, that doesn't require um, to me a lot of commitment. It's sort of like the uh, the it's like the eye candy of reading in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I love yeah. just reading short articles. I love pictures. I know I'm sounding like I'm nine years old right now, but I but I <laughs> but I love but I love all that. 
And I love sure. like I love like the variety of magazines where you're you're just it it kind of it, it like it keeps my interest alive. Yeah. And um, you know, a book is something you're kind of coming in and out of. You're putting down. You're picking up. And sometimes I can lose interest in that because of the volume of books. Because there are yeah. no books that are only a hundred pages. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I just have always always loved magazines. And um, so I haven't subscribed to a mag in years, man. So yeah. um, the CT Same. thing, I got you know. I'm like clicking, I'm reading through some of the CT stuff, and then I get sort of, I see this thing, hey, subscribe to CT for the year for like $1.75. I'm like, well, okay, you know. And um, so I did that, so I subscribed, and um, I don't know, mag- you know there, was this, there was this moment, I think about 10 to 15 years ago, when magazines were starting to get sort of gobbled up, and you were seeing magazines sort of disappear, and then... There was sort of a resurgence in magazines, kind of like vinyl, to where they kind of came yeah. back. There are more magazines now, like print magazines now, than ever. Um, yeah. And so it became kind of a it became you know kind of a boutique cottagey industry, whereas like everybody's doing their magazine, right? And it's like it's print. Yeah. It's probably not every month, and you can still get it online. But there's something about having the actual like product and the print in your hands. And so I think just on that like aesthetic, you know. Um, sort of utilitarian level like i love just like getting a magazine in the mail and being able to flip through it so for me yeah. getting something like ct um which i've never read um yeah but hearing people like talk about ct and did you read that article in ct and having them post quotes from articles in ct i feel like i'm a super late comer to this whole party but i'm actually yeah. really looking forward to uh to getting this in, in, in the box once a month. And so I think there's a, I think there's a, there's a validity to magazines. I think to, um, I, you know, in the sense that it it gets you, it gets your eyes off the screen and it gets you back to like reading in the more traditional sense. So I, I like that. I like that aspect of it. I think it's going to, uh, I I don't know. I'm just looking to see what kind of the fringe benefits of it are for me. Dude, now did you, speaking of fringe benefits, that's a, that's a good segue. Did you get any awesome, like, premiums with a subscription so like when when i was a kid i would we always subscribe to sports illustrated yeah and you would always get some awesome crappy like plastic football that was a phone like you could (laughs) open it up and it it was a like a telephone that would work for like a month and a half before it broke and uh you know sometimes with the with a subscription you would get piper you, you might you might be a little young for this but they they would send these videos called crunch course and it was basically nfl highlights of like 30 minutes of dudes getting concussions, basically like huge, huge hits. Back, back when we were allowed to celebrate. Back something. when you would celebrate it, when you would put it to music and like cut the highlights together and call it a, call it a video. Like the John, the John Facenda. Oh, voice dude. And I loved those, man. I, I like wore out my VHSs of crunch course. Those were, those were like appointment viewing in my house, but any, any awesome premiums run with no, uh, I mean, CT? I think, I think what they offered me was the very thing that I dread the most out of premium offers, which is I, I have about 296 uh, content emails from them since I subscribed Absolutely. a week ago. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so look, get everything that you can't get in the print edition, you know, online. And we just want right. to be able to tell you that every day just to remind you in case you forgot. So I have a, I have an inbox full of uh, CT emails. So that's, that's the, uh, that's Super the fringe. Helpful. Yeah, that was the fringe Benny's. Dude, now is, is anybody from our tribe writing for CT? Like, is there any overlap in the kind of gospel coalition Venn diagram and, and CT? Uh, there are occasional contributors, but a lot of them are more on the, you know, like the Andy Crouch types oh, who are like they're respected, but they're they're not 
in the, <clears throat> he would not claim the tribe. Dude, what's his shtick, Andy? He's like Harvard man, right? Like like East Coast hyper yeah, intellectual just, like, guy. He's like what's his deal? Yeah, cultural formation, intellectual. Oh yeah. Uh, I think he teaches a couple different places. He's a lecturer. I mean, he's brilliant and a great writer. Um, but he's somebody who's very like well respected in the camp that we are part of, mm-hmm. but not in it. Um. And then they have they have people on staff there who would have kind of a foot in this world as well, like some of their editors and stuff. But that's that's the interesting thing about Christianity today. You kind of ask like, what's their future? Are they relevant? Yeah. It's they're in a weird spot because they're sort of non-tribal. Yeah, and you got to be tribal. They, in you know, to, to to be to be like to be really successful. Uh, financially and kind of have a really locked in audience, you kind of do. Yeah. I mean, at least yeah. that's the way things have trended, which is, I think, is a negative yeah, uh, by and large because it, it polarizes people. Mm-hmm. Whereas they they need to be conversant in, uh, you know, they need to be conversant in like the mega church world and covering like the James McDonald scandal types of things on the journalistic side. They need to be conversant in the reform side of things because there's a lot of movement stuff happening there they need yeah. to be aware of and conversant in which is where the controversy came out of the the more sort of middle america under observed evangelical yeah like the the quote-unquote 81 percent who voted for trump whatever that number means I, i'm still not totally clear on that but so they're they're just sort of a weird middle ground where they they need to maintain some sort of biblical orthodoxy yeah while being well-versed in a variety of different church traditions and theological positions, while being able to put sort of a journalistic critical finger on things. But then they drop an editorial that essentially says it's not not a neutral thing at all, and it says it's time for evangelicals to abandon Trump, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, which of course then... the the uh, the secular media gloms onto that because they they look at it and go oh wow this is th- they think this is really significant because this is Billy Graham's publication yeah. so the son of Billy Graham is one of Trump's biggest supporters he ripped the article apart big controversy ensues etc yeah but yeah I don't I don't I think they matter from a journalistic standpoint like it's really valuable to have neutral voices who are striving to give. As as objective as you can be, observations on what is happening in the world of conservative Christianity. Yeah, it. it but it's going to be really hard for them to be financially successful doing that because they're not part of any. Tribe. Exactly. No, that's that's super well stated, and I agree a hundred percent. And I I think it's a it's almost a cool artifact of a time back when we were less tribal. You know, a, a time that we can all remember, but a time that we're definitely not in now. And dude, do you think so with this editorial, do you think that was essentially like the suicide note for, for CT? Was that the death rattle in that? Like, I feel like they're going to lose a third of their subscribers over it probably. And, and that might be, that I, might be I, the end of it. I doubt it yeah. because I think they, I mean, I think they, it could just as easily gain them credence with a whole bunch of people who are because the majority of evangelicals i i don't think are as pro-trump as the statistics indicate yeah i think there's a i think there's still a really weird marriage to the republican party and a lot of in a lot of conservative christianity mm-hmm. i think also that ct's subscription numbers are so low mm-hmm. relative to the number of self-proclaimed evangelicals 
that if they lost a portion, they could easily gain back significantly more than that by being objective as opposed to, you know, sort of yeah. kowtowing to the Republican Party like like some conservative publications do. Um, so I'm not I don't think it's probably a death rattle. I think if anything, it probably gains the respect of people like us who are like, oh, good. Like they're they're still trying. Yeah. They're not just giving up. They're still they're showing some level of journalistic integrity mm-hmm. and i mean obviously what they wrote i agree with mm-hmm. uh so that 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 works for me but um i don't know i i think they're going to they're going to live on a knife's edge and they have been for years yeah. you know for for a lot of years they've been you know they they used to run like 10 magazines yeah you know and then they started shutting them down or moving them online so christianity today is still going fairly strong i think mm-hmm. but they don't do Leadership Journal or some of these, I don't know, they did like Motherhood magazines and different things sure. too. So I think that they've already had to try to navigate the – what Ron was talking about where magazines just sort of tanked yeah. and then became more specialized in boutique. And they've they've done a pretty good job. They've restructured their staff. They've got good people. Yeah. Pipe, this is a digression, like a slight digression, but it's still in the in the magazine space. Does Wheaton College do an alumni magazine and does it come to your house? It does. What's it like? And because yeah, they, Taylor's is like, it comes encased in like industrial grade plastic. Like I literally, I have to get out like a chainsaw to like get into the magazine. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's 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 very like standard college magazine from there yeah. on. But um, you know, puff pieces about like like our the the head of our agency was in one of the puff pieces this this month. Um, oh, yeah, right. about the Wogelbuch? yeah about how he married. Um, oh. Nancy yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what what's Wheaton's like. Uh, so Wheaton's. So back to what Ron was saying earlier about enjoying magazines. Yeah. I, I think one of the things that is the most enjoyable about a good magazine is is the layout. Yeah. You know, a a really well designed. It's a mm-hmm. really it's a pleasurable aesthetic experience. Yeah. Wheaton's is like that mixed with academic journal. Okay. Um. So it's. You have to imagine a magazine that could end up on like the desk of a member of Congress because that's who Wheaton – Wheaton has produced like two of those ever. Yeah. But that's how we That's what they hang their hat on. Um, so when I read it, I look at it and I go, this does not reflect anybody I went to college with except like the 2%. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's kind of aimed at that. Dude, so do but you get the – I mean are you getting the feature on the – you know, the guy wearing the bandana covered in mud solving Africa's groundwater problems. Because you can set your watch by that in the Taylor Mag. There's always a little oh, bit yeah, they, of, they, of that, you know. They do a little bit. So so they focus a little bit on current students. You know, what do they love about weed and things like that. They, But it's almost always featuring somebody who graduated 25, 30 years ago. Yeah. And kind of their legacy of faithfulness or whatever. Yeah. The parts that are fun are like they show every, you know, every fall they sh- they have the the photos of the second, third, fourth, fifth generation Whedon students. Yeah. There's a little news update by graduation year. So you can go look through or look for your year and be like, oh, so-and-so had child number three or wrote a book or started a business. Or number or nine if they're reformed. <laughs> yeah. Not not as many of those at, at Wheaton as maybe some other places. Yeah. yeah, not a lot of nine children families, but maybe a few. Um but yeah, it's it's a very it feels very formal. Yeah. It's like the you know, stiff, stiff yep. un, like sort of cardboardy cover. Oh yeah. Very, very crisp, clean, uh-huh. no advertisements. Yep. yep. But yeah, I always thumb through it, usually read, you know, one article and the news features and that's about it. Here's a here's a question. And th- this is not I don't know, don't read too much into this, but 
Does it fill you with despair? If so, like 10 being the most despair, one being the least <laughs> asking for myself. Cause the Taylor magazine uh, weirdly does, but yet I devour like every word of it. I, c- I can't explain it. Okay. Well, let me ask yeah. before I answer, let me ask you why. So I can, I can figure out like what the answer is. No, it doesn't fill me with despair. So it'd be like a, I don't know, two, yeah. but I, but maybe I'm thinking about this very differently than you are. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the same reason I'm not on social media, which is just the sense that like, when I'm confronted with stuff like that, feeling like you can't help but compare your own life to the the grandeur of what you're seeing in the magazine or on social media or whatever whatever the case may be. So it's it it's not always like a localized personal despair. It's more just I, I get sad over things that that kind of never change in the sense of like if you look at one of these magazines from twelve years ago, it's the same as the one that that just came. You know what I mean? Which is why I would be bad at running a college alumni magazine. Like I would, I would be the worst editor in chief of one of those ever, because I would want to like blow it up and do a completely new thing every 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 time. Well, you know, I, I don't feel I I don't feel despair because I think I'm too sort of cynical to mm-hmm. to be despairing over it. Because I look at it and I'm like, oh, this is a donor piece. Yeah, totally. Totally. This is this is purely so like there's a, there's an there's an alumni office on campus and their job is to stroke like the same not, twelve is, people. You know, it is not to accurately reflect the lives of every alumni. It is to it is to curate the stories of alumni that will keep people feeling confident in this, you know, the solid academic reputation and evangelical reputation of Whedon so that they'll keep giving money. And if you look at it that way, you're like, yeah, they do a really good job of that. It's really well done. Yeah. Go get the one percenters. I guess that's the part that makes me sad, man. And it's why I'm bad at being an adult, you guys. I suck at adulthood because I'm not pragmatic enough to go, all right, it's time to do another magazine. You know, let's let's make sure we like puff up the same dozen people who give us most of our money. No, you know? baby, I'm with you, by the way. So I'm, I'm bad at it, baby. I'm, I've been quiet. I've been listening. And yeah. I'm de- I definitely would steer more your way. So like when things from the past come up and people want to dialogue about how things have moved on and how do you feel about your contribution towards this? I like I don't even... Like mainly about music stuff, I just don't want to revisit it. I don't want to go back to it, and it does. It like it kind of produces some sense of like despondency in me. I don't. I don't know where that comes yeah. from, but it's 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 like it's like weirdly. Um, it's weirdly just um, you know. I, I I have a I have a weird pushback against it. Well, know? dude, and I think I think it's yeah. It dovetails with aging in the sense that by the time you're our age, you realize like. Okay, so the alumni magazine, it's not a magazine, right? It's a it's a donor stroke piece. And you realize that like by and large awards at least at the university aren't awards. They're they're aimed at like, you know, kind of setting the hook for a certain donor or whatever. So you give them this like meritorious alumni award because you want them to turn around and like, you know, write a huge check to the university and it's it's the sucky part of getting older and realizing Things are things are not what they, not what you thought they were. Yeah, you know what I mean? Memorabilia um, in a weird way. It's like it's it's like you get yeah. those you get those magazines or you get those those conversations that pop up, or you get people that like send you like artifacts that you were part of from the the past and they want you to riff on them, and they they yeah. have a certain kind of nostalgia about them that because you were involved in it you just maybe can't have, and um, yeah. so for me it's just like I don't want I like like I have to keep like sort of in even if it's very slow and. And, and slightly non-progressive, I have to be moving forward. Yeah. 
you know? So to look back at something that I can't be a part of any longer or wish to be a part of any longer, or if I was, it would be like the old guy trying to relive the glory days. And I don't like that at all. And so like, to me, there's like, yeah, I mean, it represents something in my life that says, Hey, that has to be, that has to remain where it is. But I also don't have to, uh, I also don't have to keep trying to like relive it either because that does something like bad to my soul in some weird Dude, way. Dude, no, I enjoy reliving things that I wasn't a part of. Like I read old magazines. Absolute 100%. Like I have yeah. all my old magazines from like childhood and I, I will I agree. often like yeah. revisit them in a, in a way that's joyful. But but yeah, I agree. Like re- sort of revisiting things that, that we were a part of. It's, it's, it's an Enneagram less. 4 thing, I think. You're a 4, right? Basically. I think it must yeah. be. Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe 4 wing 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think that does have something to do with it. So... Dude, why hasn't anybody in the reform camp tried a magazine? I feel like this would have happened by now. Pipe, you know what I mean? Pipe, has anybody not tried it? Is there no reformed Mac? I, I, think I, I think there's a couple like theological ones that are sort of attached to seminaries. Or, or like the, what's that know. one that's attached I, to TGC called the- Theophilus or what, what is it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's got like a Greek or Latin name, whatever. Go figure. Um, oh, the Andy Nacelli but those, I mean, the, yes, I think so. And but those are I mean they're they're that's like a theological journal. Yeah. That's where you know when you get to our camp you get in they're not magazines they're journals, yeah. um, which I don't know what the difference is except that I think you don't need to have a designer for a journal. Magazines um, have a readership and a designer, and journals lack both things. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> um, there you go. Sums it up. Do journals are uh, just like if you get published in a in a journal it's just like a resume slapper, you know? Like that's it. Nobody actually reads the stuff. Yeah, I think I think the other piece is like gospel. The TGC is a magazine. It's just a webzine. Yeah, you know, like it's it's just it. You know, it's a bunch of articles. It's sort of laid out tile fashion. There's a bunch of advertisers. Um, you know, they have their their regular contributors, and then they're like their submitted contributors. They periodically make statements on things. Sort of the editorial overlords. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's magazine ish desiring God is the same thing. Just super tribal, Mm -hmm. uh, actually table talk, uh, Ligonier and it's, it's like a smaller, almost more devotional magazine. But again, they like, they know they're like, that's their jam. They're like, this is a magazine. It's about theology. It's about prayer. It's about church life, you know, that kind of stuff. And they do a really good job. It's yeah. by the way, I still get that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, of, of the Christian publications, forgot about that. I'd say World Magazine is one, is one of the better ones on sort of the journalistic consistency side. They obviously have a very conservative stance on things, but if you know that going in, they do a good job. And then Table Talk on the more sort of uh, feed your soul side of things, they both do. They're both good. You know what? You know what else, too, about both of those magazines? Dope titles. Like world, I mean, it, you you got to be pretty like brassy. You got to be full of yourself to to call your magazine. You know what? We're just let's just call it world. Boys, let's like, start a magazine called Universe. Magazine. Universe. I was just gonna say, man. Galaxy. We got to level one up. Yeah, Galaxy Magazine. Well, so I I was just thinking about this because I was watching a, I was watching a video clip of Trevor Noah interviewing the new Miss Universe, who's from South Africa. You uh-huh. know, momentous historic thing, and it just got me thinking of like Miss Universe. Yeah, like if there's life on other planets you know they're like hey right. we didn't even get included like in this, this girl you know? is better than like any other life form yeah. on any planet <laughs> and you know there's some like norwegian magazine who's like wait oh, why do they get to be world yeah that's just america exactly. like, what about us i know it i know it. that's i like the swagger on world magazine marvin alaski yeah. doing work yeah he just might Dude, galaxy yeah, call, magazine call that's our future pub 
<laughs> Galaxy Mag, baby, real futuristic kind of like kind of vibe to it. Galaxy Mag sounds like something that the the alter ego for a superhero wrote yes, for yeah. in. Uh, it's like the it Daily sounds Planet. Very Star Wars, you know? yeah. Oh my God, gosh, Galaxy Mag. That's our next project. <laughs> that that might get me excited in 2020. Galaxy but no, Mag. I I really yeah, Galaxy Mag. I I really like the name Table Talk too, though. I think Table Martin Talk Luther, is kind of a kind of a thing. I kind think. of a. Yeah, See, kind of table talk is a great one because, like, if you don't know what it is, it just sounds like sure that sounds reasonable. Yeah. If you do know what it is, you're like, oh, that's a deep cut reformed reference. Yes, yeah, that's a that's a Martin Luther gathering people around his table once a week to talk theology and argue and drink beer, which is the most like what's more reformed. That's the most than re- that. so, reformedest thing ever, right? But. And, and it also sounds vaguely culty. Yeah. It sounds a little bit like the Watchtower yeah. or something, yeah. you know, just 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 a little Dude, bit. And, and so yeah, it's, you know, I don't ride with that theology, but the Watchtower is a dope name too. I, I always I always kind of really is. I always tip my cap to that when those people like leave those on my on my doorstep. I'm like, yeah, this is jank, but like you wish it wasn't jank. You yeah, wish I won't you read it. Used it right. It's one of those things. Yeah. It's like it'll always be. It'll always be associated with that. But like, man, it's a word that's not even like on the table anymore. I know it. I know it. It sounds very 1984. It it's very George Orwell. I dig it though, and the and the design like sensibilities have stayed in 1984 as well. <laughs> I was gonna say also <laughs> exactly. Gotta gotta respect that. But boys, something that isn't very 1984. Something that's very now, uh, very 2020, very in the moment. Um, it's an app that you can get for your phone. It's called Dwell Bible, and we are business partners with Dwell. We have a relationship with Dwell. Um, a worldwide relationship, if you will. So a galactical. It's 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 galactical. It's it's global. It's a it's a galaxy. It's app. a galaxy wide app. So like wherever you. Are- to be fair, Samsung does make the galaxy uh, phone. So oh, it is in fact. Hold on, I'm on Samsung.com typing in galaxy. Oh, oh, crushed. So wherever you are in the galaxy, you could listen to people reading the Bible out loud via Dwell. So Piper, tell us about that. Tell us about our, our, our favorite business partner, Dwell Bible. I think they are our favorite business partner currently. They're our only business partner given, currently. So, given given the the sad the sad uh, demise of our coffee relationship, oh, dude. which still is, you know still it was amicable. Yeah, it was amicable. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to break that one down. Yeah. All right, so Dwell Bible app listeners, if you haven't heard of this before, that just means you're a new listener because we've done this before. Um, it is an audio Bible app, so there's a cost to it. Um, it's not a free one, but that's because they're constantly building in new features, adding new narrators. There are listening plans. So it is still early enough in the year that for those of you who, you know, you said you want to be in the Bible more this year, maybe you want to read through the Bible in a year, but you have found that already to be more challenging than you anticipated. Listening is a great way to do it because you're in your car, you're going for a run, you're, you know, carpooling kids, whatever it is you're doing, and you can just pop this on. Um, it costs normally costs thirty dollars a year, so that's less than three dollars a month. But with the Happy Rant discount, it's twenty dollars a year, or you can get a lifetime um, subscription for a hundred dollars. So that's and again, they they continually upgrade, add features. They have they have um, features to help you memorize, to meditate. They have music built in, all sorts of different things. If you go to dwellapp.io slash happy rant, you can get all the details there. Again, that's dwellapp.io slash happy rant. 
now's a great time to jump in, get in the habit of listening or listen, accompanying your reading. Uh, I use it mostly when I am either in a really bad mood stuck in traffic because I find it very beneficial or when I'm getting ready to teach or lead a study just to kind of have the text running through my mind consistently and just sort of massage it in a little bit. So again, go to dwellapp.io slash happy rant, get your 33% discount. It's very affordable. You will love it. Check it out. Fantastic work, Pipe. Great first promo for 2020. Uh, we look forward to many more because that means um, we have many more sponsorship dollars rolling in. I, th- I think my resolution for 2020 is to to level up the program, man. To get us... We, we need to get into those big, sweet, like, national advertisers Galactical. in 2020. Galactical. Yeah. Like, so wherever you are yeah. in the galaxy, you can, you can, like, buy some of those high-end products. So... Um, Boys, that's a should should, should we uh, should we give a brief breakdown of how uh, wh- why we're no longer like we don't have Lagaris roasters featured anywhere anymore, yeah. and I f- it feels it feels um, it doesn't feel right to me to just sort of quietly no. yeah, could part ways as opposed to giving a clear yeah. It could. I was going to say I, first of all, H- Hector Hector needs to to have the the full story fairly given so that yeah. people don't think negatively of him no, because he was an awesome partner for what like three yeah, years amazing, two years amazing it was partner great. man and and kept our kept our coffers full of 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 money and coffee you know it was a it was a magical magical relationship and boys i've, I've got to tell you how it ended um I was at church a few weeks ago uh worshiping and uh, Heck Lagaris came to me across the lobby, and always a joyful moment, right? When you see the king of of coffee uh, approach you across the lobby, and and uh, we chatted, and I, I saw him get kind of sullen, kind of kind of serious, and almost maybe had a tear in his eye when he told me that he would no longer be selling coffee online. So it's not just the Happy Rant signature blend that that is no longer the entire. Uh, Ligaris online coffee empire is, is no longer. And, um, heck has some other, some other irons in the fire business wise. He's become a, a real estate tycoon here in the area. And I think just, um, you know, building his real estate empire has cut into his coffee making time. So, um, it was an amicable parting. I'm not going to say there wasn't tears shed. I mean, you know, there's, there was a lot of sadness and despair that morning. I'm glad you guys didn't have to see it. Um, but we, we are where we are boys and, and where we are and and this is a, a segue, hopefully into a hopeful thing. We are now free agents again in the coffee business and, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, don't speak too soon. Really? Conversation, conversations have been had this week with another, Ooh. uh, very well thought of, okay. uh, coffee roaster. Now, just to be clear, this is like... We are not jumping from relationship to relationship. No, this no. isn't like some rebound relationship oh, thing. This gosh, is a, no. you know, we're 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 trying to take our time, make wise decisions. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so we we may not be free agents for long. Oh. Conversations have been had. Good good things are in process. Uh, but it it may be a few weeks before it's completely lined. Piper, you have no idea how encouraging that is to me because. I got to tell you, for the last several days, just getting out of bed in the morning and looking at myself in the mirror and realizing I'm no longer a coffee tycoon. I, I tell you, I don't even know who I am anymore. You know what I mean? Uh, well, just think think of it this way. You know how Steve Jobs started Apple and then they fired yeah. him? 
and then he came back and rebuilt Apple into the you know technical superpower that it Absolutely. is. Absolutely, that's going to be us. With we coffee. we we kind of got fired by coffee, <laughs> but we're going to come back strong, dude. We are. We're going to go. We're going to go back to work with coffee real soon. And uh, what a great note to end on, Piper. I'm I'm massively encouraged by that. I can't wait to try this new hypothetical coffee and uh, and see where the relationship goes. But boys, we have done uh, we have done what we always do on this program, in that we've wandered to and fro throughout some topics and until next time the happy rant is brought to you by resonate recordings if you go to resonaterecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer so if you're considering starting a podcast they are the ones we recommend going with again go to resonaterecordings.com to see their prices to connect with them and ask any questions and to see what they can do to help you launch edit master and improve your podcast Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Want to learn more about God and his will for your life one verse at a time? I'm Quinise Petway, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. I'm inviting you to tune in and subscribe at LifeAudio.com.